Amen. Quickly, uh, in prayer and fasting, uh, uh, some of you were here praying with us at the beginning of the year. And uh, we, we got prophecies. I personally got a prophecy in the prayer that I should teach more about finances. And in the past week, we were praying and fasting. And um, the Lord gave me an instruction that every last Sunday of the month, we are going to be teaching on increase and finances so that we can uh, bring increase to your finances. Amen. With revelation, because you cannot tap into that which you don't know. Hallelujah. How many are excited about that? See, sometimes in church, when they, people hear the word uh, money, uh, they get this negative, you know, just uh, feeling. Amen? And, and let me tell you something. If you get that, that kind of a feeling when it comes to the area of finances and how God wants to teach and train you, in the area of finances, you might want to uh, 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 look at your relationship with God. Because money is a great indicator. Your relationship with money is a great indicator uh, when it comes to your relationship with God. Even your relationship with people. You want to know what you value? Go and you look at your check card and your diary. Amen? You remember the young rich ruler? He went and threw himself at the feet of Jesus. That which we call theatrical worship. And in those days, it was dangerous to actually be associated with Jesus. So this man was willing to take a risk to show everybody else that he is willing to commit to Jesus. And then Jesus turned it around and he said, Young man, uh, have you kept all the commandments? And the young man said, Well, I have. I have done all the Ten Commandments. And Jesus said, Well... Uh, now that you've kept all the commandments, why don't you go and sell that, you that which you have and give it to the poor? And the Bible says the young man went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. In fact, the accurate translation of that scripture is that he went away for great possessions had him. Amen. See, when money has you, we can do, do all we want. We can pray for you and you fall. We can pray for you until you have a ridge in your head that we don't even need. It just fit your hands in there. We can pray for you until the cows come home. But if you're not cooperating with the principles and the laws of God in the area of finances, you will stay broke. Sincere. Have you ever seen some broke, sincere people? They are nice folk. They just broke. And I've seen some mean, prosperous people. They just mean. Man, they don't get along with anybody. They just mean. But they've mastered the principle of giving and they never go broke. In fact, you know, I like to study rich people. I was looking at the top 50 billionaires list on the Forbes list. Every single one of them have this title next to their name. Philanthropist. See, because to God, money does not matter much. He's going to burn it all. What matters to God is people. So if church folk won't take that money and channel it to help people, God will look for a heathen who will pay for 40,000 kids to send them to school. Because God, to God, money doesn't matter. What matters to God is people. And if you position yourself, the Bible says God's eyes go to and fro. 
looking for somebody to show himself through. If you can become a distribution channel, God will bring it to you. Andrew Omak is a saying, he says, as one hand receives, the other hand gives, and as the money flows through, there will be plenty for you. It's as simple as that. And Pastor T, how am I going to do this? Did you read that scripture? It said, he who is faithful with what? I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. He who is faithful with the least will also be faithful with what? I went to this church and I was preaching on giving and I said to them, Man, if I gave every last one of you a million dollars, who would tithe off of that? Amen, hallelujah, people are picking up chairs, but I'll tithe off of that. And I said, wait a minute, let's go back to what Jesus said. The one whom you call your master. You know what Jesus said? He said, if you're not giving where you are with a hundred rand, even if we give you one million, we already know. We don't even have to wait until we give you one million to see whether you're going to channel it to the community and touch people's lives. We already know. So the principles of financial stewardship are universal. And the church has to rise up from a position of just being uh, emotionally enticed and just coming into church and getting into an emotional frenzy and then we go out there and live our lives the same. We have to rise up from that position and tap into a realm where we start cooperating with the laws of God. Amen. Amen? These are laws. And the laws will work whether you know it or whether you don't. In fact... The, the illustration that the Lord gave me during the week was that God has already ordained a flow of resources into the earth realm. It's a done deal. He has by grace ordained a river that's flowing with resources. And God said to me, He has done it by grace, but it's only those that will tap in by faith. That will create a stream to their house. The river is flowing. But if you don't tap in by faith, the stream will not pass through your house. So faith is the key when it comes to uh, tapping into the supernatural increase when it comes to finances. Now, I'm not talking about just, you know, making a lot of money. Because I know a lot of broke people that have a lot of money. I'm talking about prosperity. The God kind of prosperity. Amen? Let's go now to 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. This will bless you. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. Ah, I love it. Someone shout, thanks be unto God, who causes finances to flow in my direction. Someone shout, in this season... I will trust God for a supernatural flow and release of finances in my life. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9, and we are going to start reading from verse 5. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter number 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter number 9 are both finance chapters. It is the Apostle Paul teaching on finances. Amen. And he's trying to liberate the church from the spirit of poverty. How many of you know that poverty is not from God? How many of you know that when you uh, wake up in the morning and have to wake up the whole neighborhood to give you a push start, it does not glorify God? 
Amen. How many of you know that when you have to wake up in the morning with a big gallon to put it on the stove so you can heat up water to bath, it does not glorify God? How many of you know that when you don't answer your creditors phone calls because you can't meet their debt, it does not glorify God? It glorifies the devil. That's why God wants to supply all your need according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And He wants to do it supernaturally. Amen? And the way he does it, he does it in a way that, man, it doesn't matter how much you earn. I know a lot. Of, I know people that earn one million rand a month who are broke. And if you go to the book of Haggai, it explains why they are broke. He says they put it in their pockets, and their pockets have holes. Every month there is a little something going on. Oh, I, uh, I, my, they stole my car. Oh, oh, they stole my cell phone. Oh, there's just a little something coming to take away from them, to put them in their place. When it comes to prosperity, see, these things are laws. It's a law. Tell your neighbor it's a law. <laughs> the stingy, tell them, tell them the stingy will stay broke. And the generous will grow in prosperity. It's a law. Did you know that? The law of gravity. Okay, the law of gravity. Do you know the formula to the law of gravity? Do you know it? Does it excuse you because you don't know the formula? Oh, let's not use gravity on this brother. Oh, oh, guys in the earth realm, oh, and the angels are talking. Man, let's, let's excuse this brother because he, do, he does not know what gravity is. So, you know, let, let him just jump off a tall building and let's catch him. Let's do some. No, it doesn't excuse. You know why? It's a law. It works whether, let's say I'm white. Would it work? Gravity? Does it work? Well, let me tell you the law of prosperity in the kingdom. In Luke uh, chapter number 6, verse 38, it says, give it. And it will come back to you. How? Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give unto your bosom. And watch what it says. Here's another angle of this law. It says, For with the same measure that you give, shall it be measured to you. So if you measure with a teaspoon. Amen. So it's a law. If you go to Genesis chapter number 8, verse 22, it says, As long as the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest. And if you go to Galatians chapter number 6, uh, verse 7, it says, Do not be fooled. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked for whatsoever a man shall put in the ground, shall sow, that shall he also receive. It's a law. Amen? Let's try and do this. Does anyone have a faithful uh, diary that I can use quickly? Conrad, do you want to come up? Conrad, come up. Uh, Tate, please come up. Uh, Karen, please come too. And uh, who else? Where is Michael? Okay, Michael is not here. Let me try someone else. Uh, Toby Sachs, please come. Amen? See, this thing is a law. It says, whatsoever you sow, that shall you also reap. Whatsoever you sow. So we want to try this. With, with, with gravity. Gravity is a law just like sowing and reaping. Okay? You know, I'm just minding my own business. You know, I'm in South Africa. I just came for, for church this morning. I'm a Mulungu. I, I don't know anything about Let's try it with him. Hold this. Just let it go. Let's see. Oh, it worked. Did you see that? It worked on a Mulungu. Did you see that? Did you see that? Okay. I'm just Tate, man. You know, I just recently got married, man. You know, <laughs> just minding my own business and enjoying my first year of marriage. You know, I, I, listen, I don't have time to study gravity. I don't know 
the equation to gravity. Let it go. Did you see that? It worked. Oh, I'm just a woman. I'm just a black woman. B-E-E. Amen? I'm just a black woman, man. Just, you know, just, just, just hanging out. Just, you know, trusting God for a husband. Hallelujah. Amen? So I'm not even, I'm not even paying attention to that, Pastor. Let it go. It worked. Did you see that? Oh man, I'm just in the choir. I played the saxophone, man. You know, I, you know, you know. I, I'm just doing ministry, man. I, I'm committed to the Lord, and you know, I don't know anything about math, Pastor T. This gravity thing, let it go. It worked. Did you see that? So it worked on this man, that woman, this man, and this man. And though they are from different classes in our community, it did not segregate. It did not choose. It did not, it just worked universally. Thank you guys. Amen. And that's how the law of sowing and reaping works. Yeah, you know, Pastor T, I just don't know anything about prosperity, how God wants me to be prospered. The law is still working. Whether you know it or you don't, the law is still working. And it is those that choose, someone say choose, to take advantage of the law are the ones that will benefit from it. But the law has been designed to work all the time, regardless, if I was back home, I would say, irregardless of where you are or who you are. Amen? And this is what the law of sowing and reaping is pertaining to the kingdom. The man that sows will get exactly what they sow. Hallelujah. So if you have no seed in the ground, you might as well forget about harvesting. You know, my father is a farmer, and every now and again, I, you know, I, I visit them, and you know, we put some seed into the ground. And you know, his attitude is, I've got to put as much seed as I can in the ground. That's his attitude. You know why? Because he has a picture of his harvest. When you come to the church, the Apostle Paul just told you, giving money is sowing. The attitude in the church is, I've got to put as little seed in the ground so I can get as much harvest from it. It does not work. Amen? And here, here let me tell you, I'm not preaching to the rich today. I'm preaching to the poor because that's where the problem is. You know, Jesus said the poor will keep getting poorer. Because that's where the problem is. Because they think, you know, I'm just poor, so I don't need to put seed in the ground. No, you are the one who needs to put seed in the ground. Man, when I was poor, I trusted God, because I knew there was no other way. I was broke. I mean, the money that I had was not enough. In fact, uh, yesterday we had such a phenomenal men's fellowship. Phenomenal. And, and, and uh, the instructor, the guy was teaching, said, listen... Uh, uh, when his wife told him, uh, uh, honey, the reason our money is not, is not working is because we're not trusting God with our finances. In, his, in the first month that he tithed, his money was enough for that month. Nothing changed. Everything was still the same. But the, the month he decided, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... And this 10% thing, y'all think the church, the church preached 10% too much. Let me tell you something. You go and try motivational speakers. They'll tell you, hey, listen, give a minimum of 10%. Where did you get that from? I I don't know, but we know it works. Listen, I don't care where you go. Stingy people never prosper. I don't care who you are. 
get a better job, you know, get another job, get a promotion. Nah, that's not where your, pro- your prosperity is coming from. Get more business. Yeah, that's okay. But that's not. Listen, I know people who own banks. Right now, they are in minus 3 million US dollars. Debt. Because that's not where your prosperity is coming from. Man, I used to work for this guy and we made a lot of money. I mean, we made a lot of money. I won't, I won't even lie to you. We made stupid money. I mean, this guy would literally just triple. We would make 100% sometimes on our orders. Just bring something from overseas, put mark up and lots of money. But I can tell you right now, today, this guy is poor. Zero. There's nothing. I used to have a friend, man, in 2008 uh, in Zimbabwe. A guy made a lot of money. I mean, this one guy made a lot of money. He had, you would walk, drive around with tons and tons of U.S. dollars in his car. And, and he, was, he was just a hoarder. I mean, the one time he went to the hotel and, and booked the whole wing and put whiskeys in every room and invited all of his friends and they had a party. He was making a lot of money. Today, today, he's got nothing going on. Zero. This is one guy who stood in my face and said, listen, I've got too much money. Money is like beans to me. And he had money. And it was like beans to him. But the law does not choose. Whether you're in America, you're in China, you're in Malaysia, he that withholds that which is more than meat will end up in poverty. It's a law. Man, I wish I could preach it somewhere. I wish I could fit you in somewhere there, you know, just hook you up with a better deal. But I can't. (laughs) Amen? (laughs) I can't do that. You know why? Because this is a law. And whatever you give, you are sowing and that you will reap. Verse 5. Watch what it says. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof you had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not of covetousness. Give it to me in the Amplified. Amplified Bible. Watch what it says. It says, that is why I thought it necessary to urge these brethren to go before you I do, and make arrangements in advance for this bountiful promised gift of yours, so that it may be ready, not an exhortation wrung out of you, but as a generous and willing gift. Now, when you give to God, God looks at the heart, not at the gift. When you give it to God, you better be number one, generous, and number two, willing. Don't give when you are not willing. Because to God, it does not count for anything. Make sure in your heart that you are willing. And notice the Apostle Paul uses the word beforehand, before I come. You know why? Because giving is a matter of preparation. Before I mastered the principle of giving, I would just leave the club at like 3 a.m., go into church, and then when the offering basket comes, I will just take out whatever is left from the club. With the receipts and just throw it in there. I didn't understand the principle of giving. See, giving has to be prepared. Now that I understand the principle of giving, I already know what I'm going to give God by Friday. And it's already in my hand. I've already prepared. And guess what? Not only does it bless me and bless God, it also insulates me from manipulation. See, because God does not want you to be manipulated into giving. 
God is not looking for an emotional uh, uh, high for you to give. In fact, that's not how giving works. Giving is a lifestyle. Man, we don't preach a service and then, you know, you feel goosebumps and everybody, and I want to give. And then you just do it as a one-time event and expect to harvest from that. No, that's not how it works. You have to be changed from the inside. Your nature, you have to become a generous person. Every month I always go for lunch with uh, 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 Dillian and uh, sometimes Jackie. We always go for lunch and, you know, share the Bible and so on and so forth. Man, when I go out with generous people, I get so blessed. We fight for the bill. We fight for them. Man, I, that, no, that's my bill. And when we had lunch uh, this past uh, week, she came and before she even said anything, she said, hey, Pastor T, I've got to let you know today is my bill. I'm taking this one. You know why? Because she's understood that, listen, whatever you leaves your hand does not go forever. It comes back. In fact, there was one lady, she was fanatical about giving. In the church, the one time we were about to have a conference, and she said, Pastor Z, I want to pay everything on that bill. And I said, no, you can't do that. She says, why not? I said, man, you've got to give everybody else an opportunity to participate in this blessing. Because that's how I looked at it. Everybody else was looking at it like, oh, praise God, if she paid the whole bill, man. Oh, man, let her pay, Pastor Z. <laughs> See, because there was no understanding. I'm thinking, man, if she paid, took the whole bill, she's going to take the whole blessing that's coming from this conference. You know why? Because every soul that's going to be touched, every individual that's going to be uh, 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 brought to Christ is going to be credited to her account only when we have a church of 100 people. Spread the blessing. Amen? That's how you have to think. Whatever leaves your hand will find you. It will come after you. And you know, I can preach this message with confidence. You know why? Because I'm a tither. My wife and I are probably one of the biggest partners in this ministry. And not only that, I give to Kenneth Copeland Ministries and I give to uh, Andrew Womack Ministries in Cape Town. I'm a partner there. You know why? Because everything I give to Andrew Womack, whatever he does with it, I'm going to get a harvest. That's why, man, I'll never be broke another day in my life. When I gave away my first car, it was a hard thing. So hard that the Lord told me, no, you're going to have to let it go. Just give it away. Because they need it. I said, Lord, that, that can't be you. And, and I, I knew it. I knew it in my heart. It was a done deal. I knew it. I said, oh, well, Lord, it, that, that can't be you. And the Lord said, okay, don't worry. I said, no, Lord, I'm just playing. You know? <laughs> I'm just playing. I will obey you. And I obeyed. And guess what, man? We're blessed. I won't lie to you. We're blessed. The one time, my wife and I, 2011, when we uh, bought the house that we live in, we had to raise a lot of money for the deposit, and we raised that money for the deposit, gave it to the bank, and we didn't have money to buy furniture. We didn't have a penny. And you know what? Someone came and bought everything in the house for us. Spent over 300,000 rand to bless me. Man, I'm blessed. And, and, and listen, this person is not even a member of this church. Some of y'all think I probably preached a sermon and they felt, no, they don't even come to this church. They just blessed me. Man, I'm blessed. When my wife and I uh, got married, someone came and paid for the venue. They said, hey, Tafar, I'm taking care of the venue. I'm paying for the venue. I'm paying for the food and I'm paying for everything. Man, I'm blessed. And I didn't earn any, I didn't earn any of that. In fact, we have a new... Uh, a, a website coming up for the church tonight is going to be launching at midnight and when we were discussing the fact with pa, uh, brother Chucks, and, and we say man we need to use this guy because this guy is talented 
the guy we really wanted to use, we needed to use him, but we knew this guy charges a lot. So I was like, to charge that, we're not even going to try. Because this dude, this dude is excellent. We know the work. The work is top notch, but man, you're going to pay a little bit extra. And Brother Chuck said, man, Pastor T, why don't you give me an opportunity to go and talk to them? I said, are you sure? I said, yeah, I'm sure. They went and they talked to them, and we paid a third for this website that's coming. Man, that's the blessing. We didn't pay them. We never paid the full fee. You know why? Because God just blesses us. And man, when you see this website, I've always believed for a website that uses in-house models. On that website, you're not even going to see a, 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 a Photoshop. You're not going to see a, 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 a stock photo. Is that what they call them? You know, photos of other people somewhere there that, you know, these website people think they're special. I told him, I said, man, the special people are in the church. Use the pictures from the church. And he managed to put it together. And man, when you look at that thing at midnight tonight, you're going to be blown away. And we paid a third. A third of that. You know why? Because we're generous. Where do I give, Pastor T? Let me tell you where you give. Give where you're fed. If you go to Andrew Walmart's website and download uh, 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 an MP3, send 10 bucks. Send something. Amen? You don't eat at Wimpy and just walk away. Send something. Bless, bless him. You know, if you go to a conference hosted by another church, carry something. You know, some of you are in business, you're going to be going to see mentors. Remember what we were taught yesterday? He says when you go and see your mentor, never ask them for money. Always ask them for wisdom. And one of the things I do when I go and see my mentors is I take a seed. If they are Christians, because they understand the principle of seed. If they are not Christians, I take a book of some, or something. You know why? Because I'm a giver. I never rock up empty-handed. Even when I took my wife out for the first date, I was carrying flowers. That will preach to some of the single brothers, amen? Just go empty-handed. Verse 6, watch what it says. Verse 6. Verse 6. Oh man, time is ticking. Verse 6. Uh, remember this, he who sows how? I didn't hear that. Come on, preach with me. So Paul is talking about giving and says, He who sows sparingly and grudgingly will also reap how? Sparingly and grudgingly. But he who sows generously that blessings may come to someone will also reap generously and with blessings. This is where I differ with most prosperity preachers. God does not give you money so that you can indulge in every last one of your desires. God gives you money so that you can touch somebody else's life. If you are chasing after prosperity because you want to drive a Lamborghini, you will never drive it. But if you are chasing prosperity because you want to bless somebody else, you will drive a Lamborghini. Because prosperity is to touch somebody else's life. It is to bless somebody else's life. In fact, he's going to give us a definition of prosperity in verse 8. Let's go. Next verse. Let each one of you give as he has made up in, in what? 
So when you go on to this, some of these television programs, the, the anointing is here. And in the next 30 minutes, whoever gives 6,789. That's the figure I got from the Lord. Whoever gives that, the blessings will come to you. That's manipulation. Don't participate. Because everything you give, you must make up in your own mind. How do you make up in your own mind? You decide by the harvest that you want to see from God. It has to be in your own mind. Hallelujah. Man, these days they do all kinds of stuff. The other day they were taking an offering for 279 uh, dollars because they are 279 bones. So it was the bone offering. And then people were giving 279 because it's the bone offering. No, you give out of the willingness of your heart. Your motivation has to be love, not coercion or manipulation. Hallelujah. Watch what it says. You have to make up in your own mind and purpose in his heart. Not reluctantly or sorrowfully. See, to God, the attitude is more important than the gift. God is saying if you do it reluctantly, if you do it sorrowfully, I don't want it. He doesn't want it. Man, now I have to give all of it. He doesn't want it. If you do it, you better come dancing. You better come celebrating. You better come with a song in your heart. Not sorrowfully. No, not sorrowfully. Not under compulsion. For God loves, He takes pleasure and prizes above other things. And is unwilling to abandon or to do without a cheerful, joyous, prompt to do it, giver. Whose heart is in his giving. Prompt to do it. You know what that means? That means you're standing in a pick and pay queue. And there's a woman in front of you trying to put together coins. And they are not enough to try and pay for groceries. Prompt to do it. Hey, excuse me. Is your money short? Can I take care of that? Prompt to do it. Not, ooh, ah. No, just... Just take care of that. God wants people who are prompt. Cheerful. Did you see that? Joyous. And then he gives us the definition for prosperity. Watch what he says. And God is able to make all grace. Notice this statement started with the word end. And the word end is a conjunction that connects two thoughts. After you've understood that you must uh, sow bountifully, after you've understood that you must do it cheerfully, then you can start talking about God's grace. A lot of people just jump in on that wagon. You know, my God will supply all my needs according to His riches and glory. No, that's not where the stop started. That's not where the show started, Amen. The show started when he said, Oh, you Philippians, I thank you because you participated in giving and receiving and opened a debit and a credit account. Now, because you did that, my God will supply all you need according to you. Man, you can't just come from a Latin. My God will supply. No, no, no. It's not going to work for you. 
It's not going to work for you. Listen, we have to go to the ABCs. This is one plus one. Zero plus one is not going to give you two. You know, I, I, you know, I didn't do anything, no seed in the ground, but Lord, I'm believing you. Man, you can pray till, the, till hell freezes over. You can fast for 300 days. It does not matter if you're breaking the law. Okay, let's try this. Fast and then try and jump out of an airplane without a parachute. You know, I'm fasting. I'm a prayer warrior. I'm a gigantic. No, gravity will strike you down. Because it's a law. Amen? Fasting is good, but let's cooperate with the laws of God, church. Hallelujah. Man, if we started cooperating with the laws of God there will be less people to counsel. Especially in the area of finances. Because God does not look at the value. Did you know that? God does not look at the value. Did you see, when He says bountifully, how do you define bountifully? It's percentage. The old lady that gave a penny, do you know why she was the greatest giver of all time? That's all she had. (laughs) She gave 100%. 100%. That's why she's the greatest giver of all time. And she did it cheerfully. Hallelujah. These principles will change your life. This is the definition of prosperity. The definition, tell your neighbor, the definition of prosperity is not the clothes you wear. It is not the car you drive. It is not the amount you earn. But it is 2 Corinthians Chapter number 9, verse 8. This is the definition of prosperity. Listen, I'm not impressed by what people, what car people drive. I really don't care. Because that's not prosperity. I'm only impressed by how much you've put into the gospel. Just the other day I had Strive, my CEO, uh, bought 2 million rhapsodies to send to China. To touch 2 million folk. I respect that. Rockefeller, you know John D. Rockefeller? The second richest man of all time, second to uh, Solomon. He, he, if his, if his uh, 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 money was recalculated, if it's Jesus, tell him uh, I'm preaching. You can call me back later. <laughs> Amen. Um, he, his money was recalculated to today's value and it amounted to $340 billion. Triple what uh, Bill Gates has. And you know what the man said? He stayed with his mother as a single mom. He said in my first job, he went to sell newspapers. Go and Google it. He came back with the dollar fifty. That was his salary for the week. Okay? And he said, his mother said, take 15 cents and go and give that to the Lord. And you know what he said 340 billion dollars later? He said, I would probably not have been able to tithe on the millions that I have had I not tied on the $1.50. So the principle was set on the $1.50. That's where his heart was fixed. Now you have 100 rand. It's not even going to do you much. Okay? 100 rand won't do you much. You might as well just take it and give it to the Lord. See, it's about honor. God wants to see where your heart is. Man, I made a decision uh, a few years ago that I was not going to give more uh, God KFC money. Whatever KFC costs, that's my minimum to giving to God. Because I can't give God uh, uh, two streetwise two. Katuti in the bell. 
I can't do that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. I don't care how broke I am. I'm not going to give God streetwise to. This is the definition. Watch what it says. And God is able to make all grace. How many grace? Every favor and earthly blessing. Notice it says God is able. It didn't say God is going to do it. You know why? He's talking to church folk. He's saying, hey, church folk, let me tell you what God is able to do. He's able to do it for those that want Him to do it for them. God is able to do to make all grace, every favor, earthly blessing come to you in abundance. I don't care what your business is. If you have the heart that is for the kingdom, you could be selling tomatoes at the street corner. God will bless that business for you to have abundance. And all favor and earthly blessing. Doesn't matter what you do. You could be the sweeper. You'll be sweeping at the state house. You could be a barber. You'll be cutting Obama's hair. Doesn't care what you do. It does not matter what you do. When you start trusting God, man, God will start opening doors for you and put you in places. The Bible says your gift will make room for you. And it will cause you to meet with great people. Amen? God will do it for you. Oh, grace, earthly blessing, come to you in abundance so that you may always, someone say always, under all circumstances, someone say under all circumstances, and whatever the need may be, sufficient. You know what that means? That means you will be able to pay for every bill. Hallelujah. Possessing enough to require no aid or support furnished in abundance for every good work and charitable donation. In other words, all your bills will be paid up and you will have extra to donate. If, 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 if all your bills are not paid up and you don't have extra to donate, you are not yet prosperous. You and I still need to work with God to bring us to that place. And I believe we are going to get to that place in this life. I believe my wife and I are going to pay off our mortgage in record time. I believe that. Why? Because that's what the Bible says. Watch what it says, next verse. This is awesome. As it is written, He, the benevolent person, scatters abroad, He gives to the poor, His deeds of justice and goodness and His kindness and benevolence will go on and endure forever. Next verse. And God, give it to me in the uh, King James. This is awesome. Now God, or He that ministers seed to the sower, Man, I could preach a series on that. God gives seed to sowers. In other words, God gives money to givers. He ministers seed to a sower. So instead of thinking of the next car you want to drive, think of buying someone else a car. And God will minister seed to you. And guess what? As one end receives, the other end gives. And as the money flows through, there will be plenty for you. There is no horse pipe in the world that lets water run through it and it never gets wet. Some of that wet will fall on me. So position yourself to be a giver. Business people, tell God what you want to do for Him this year. Have a target in your giving. As a businessman, know exactly what
what your target is for the Lord. And as you position yourself, God will begin to make resources find you so that He can accomplish that which He wants to accomplish in the earth. I'm talking to billionaires. I'm talking to trillionaires. See, because some of you, I can sense it. Some of you are thinking, man, Pastor, I'm alright. You know, I, I will die. You know, you know, every month I pay for my mortgage. No, are you kidding me? That's just so selfish. The reason why God wants to give you billions is so that you can, you can, you can rescue nations. As long, as long as I'm alive, and we want to eradicate uh, hunger in Africa. No kid, can you imagine? Someone who's not even saved, saying, say, no kid should go to sleep hungry. And here we are still singing praise and worship songs. No vision, no purpose, not eradicating nothing. If Ebola came, we ran to prayer. No, pay for something to do some research so we can eradicate this thing once and for all. Position yourself to be the, the person who will change the face of Africa. The face of poverty in South Africa. No one should go to sleep under a bridge. That should be your target. Not I, you know, we my children. We buy the bread. What's the name of that bread? Sasko. We buy bread. Bigger than who we are. It is to be bigger. And you should be thinking, I'm, 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 I'm going to be the one that will buy two billion uh, uh, Bibles and drop them and, and rent a, a jet and fly, the, fly that jet over Shanghai and just drop the Bibles. I want to be the one that will, and it costs money to do that. I want to be the one that will open a, a, a social media platform that will just be about Jesus. at that level. I want to be the one that will write movies and produce them. See, it takes money. The reason why our children are exposed to all these kinds of movies and, and my, man, this is crazy. My little child is Barbie. Who is Barbie in scripture? My little girl is Dora the Explorer. What's the new one? Frozen. Ausa. Who's Ausa in the Bible? You know why Alsa is taking over? Because they're paying for Alsa to be in your home. While Christians can't pay for Jesus to be in your home. Because they are in a little building. Just shanda, 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 shanda. Shanda, she, 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 she. All people in the world are shaping cultures. They are shaping cultures for generations. You know why? Because they position themselves to be givers, to be sowers, and God uses it to them, and they use it all kinds of ways. No one, go and Google it. No one in the top 50 richest people in the world is not a And some of them are giving all kinds of rubbish, but they're giving. Amen? Watch what it says. Now he ministers seed to the sower, he both ministers bread for your food. And multiplies your seed. That is, I didn't hear that. See, God does not multiply the seed that's in your hand. 
He multiplies the seed that is sown and increases the fruits of your righteousness. There are two classes of people in the body of Christ. Sowers and eaters. The cool thing about being a sower is that you get to be both. <laughs> you sow and eat. The crazy thing about being an eater is you're going to eat and tomorrow you might not have anything to eat. Because you haven't put anything in that you give lives life forever. It's coming back for you. The one time uh, I was going to the gym and there was a lady parked at the uh, service station and uh, I wanted to get in there so I could get some fuel and uh, they were in there and she, the car hadn't moved and so on and so forth. And I asked the guy, man, why is she moving? He says, man, she's moving because none of the cars can work. She can't move. Hey, man, we told her, yeah, she must wait there. They said, so what's going to happen? There's someone coming from Pretoria. That's the person who's going to pay for the bill. Yeah, then we'll let her go. I said, no, give me that bill. I'll pay for it. Gave it to me. I paid for it. That money did not leave my hands forever. You know why? Because a few months later, Pastor Trevor will tell you, there was someone who came into this church. I don't even know who they are. They came consecutively for four weeks. We came up and said, Pastor Trevor. I've never stood here and said, Oh, saints of God, I don't even know what's going to happen this week. I don't have fuel. I ain't going to do that. Oh, I don't stood that long. But guess what? While they were sleeping, God will wake up someone. While they are sleeping, hey, there's a man who gave fuel something there. Please, make sure you give it good. For four weeks, I got fuel for four grand. I paid for that lady's fuel for 200 For four weeks, she came in and ended up passing it. Some of you are like, man, I wish that was me. Put some seed in the ground. 